Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's the Melchester Odyssey. We're back into the best of Roy the Rovers, the 1980s. 208 pages of scorching soccer action. And we're, uh, I think we're nearly halfway through this. Yeah, the and, thickness and, of the book. and uh, it's amazing how much has happened because this is only supposed to have taken place in the course of one season. But I've just, um, before we started today, flicking through the early pages from when we first mm-hmm. started this book many months ago. And Roy looks very different. Uh, uh, the thing that changes his mo- the most just over the course of where we are now is his mm-hmm. hairstyle. He's got, right. he's... Um, at the beginning, because it's sort of just coming out of the late seventies, his hairstyle yeah. is sort of like it's almost like a bob or a page boy. Oh yeah, it's like it's a, a lot shaggier, isn't it's it? It's a page boy type <clears throat> look, right? Yeah, and he looks younger and more angelic. And then where we are now, which is towards the end of the same season, his hair—it's yeah. very much look. It looks like it's gone into the early eighties. So he's gone from You're looking right. like a seventies kind of guy you'd see in the audience on top of the pops to an mm. eight to an early 80s kind of guy he, i mean he looks a lot like um paul nicholas i would say the the roy that's in the top left of the page which has stayed the same is old roy is old roy yeah but new roy looks a lot he's um, he's bigger as well isn't he he's buffer yeah remember he's he spent this time Oh, no, hang on. I might be getting ahead of myself here because remember, I'm reading this with Len at the same time as reading it with... No, he does look, um, yeah, a bit burlier. He's burlier. He looks older, more distinguished, and his hair, I think a lot, if you look at the panel, not to get ahead of ourselves, but on the the right-hand side where he's just one of those ones where it's just his face talking, I think he, Mm. he does remind me of Paul Nicholas in Just Good Friends. Yeah. Which would but, have come yeah. a couple of years after this, I think. It was but too, he was almost probably the inspiration for maybe the character for of the style Vince Pinner. Vince Pinner. In Just Good Friends. Yeah. yeah. I think it probably was. Oh, yeah. come on, Pen. He's- come on, Pen. <laughs> it's just been a misunderstanding. Oh, a over. I just, uh, just had a bit of a misunderstanding, that's all. <laughs> you know, you know uh, that character, he, he was the first person I ever saw smoking a pretend cigarette. Remember, he was. <laughs> yeah, do you remember did, that? And it was like, yeah. it wasn't that he was trying to give up. He just thought it made him look cool. Different times. Yeah. You wouldn't have been allowed to do that on. Was it a BBC show? BBC One, yeah. Yeah. Great show, though, isn't it? Love, love Across watching... the Class Divide. <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it, <clears throat> Love Across the Class Divide was almost the, the dominant theme of sitcoms during that era because mm-hmm. To the Manor Born was similar. He yeah. was like Nouveau Riche. I've told you he lives yeah. around here, right, Peter Bowles? I see him around. Yeah, have you? Yeah. I don't think you've told me that one. Yeah. Wow. Him and Lineker, Fuck yeah. Hell. Fucking, that's a good one, isn't it? The three, you together. 
Oh, imagine that. In that, in that, um, that media hub where you're In my media out. hub, yeah. Or we could, I could say, lads, lads, uh, we're all sort of significant public figures from round here. Mm. Who wants to form a little weekly ca- band? card school? Card ah, school? Ah, yeah, yeah. Bridge. Big stakes, though. Not the kind of stakes the normals would get Yeah, that's in. it. What we'll do is, what we'll do is, lads, we'll price out all the civilians, right? <laughs> by making the entry stake a wanna, right? <laughs> a wanna. <laughs> <laughs> that way we keep the riffraff out. And we can just, just say, though, we can just talk I'll about just, media stuff. I'll just say, though, Peter Balls will take you both to the fucking cleaners. Oh, yeah, destroy us. Of course he will. Yeah. He'd, he'd be a right ringer as well. He'd go, okay, do you, do you play much? Do you, do you play, do you play <coughs> oh, much cards? No, oh, oh, I, yeah. I dabble. I, no. I sometimes, in my past, when I was doing I national service. A, yes, I played once on a cruise ship in uh, the late 70s. Yeah. But uh, well, not I, since then. I did national service in um, in the Middle East in the, 19, in the 1950s. And we had something of a card school there with the officers. But... I was never particularly <clears throat> successful. Yeah, right, you fucking cheeky cunt. You've got every fucking trick in the book, bloody James Bond. <laughs> Keep away from him. Yeah. But Pete, that was a glove across the class divide. Obviously yeah. just good friends. Uh, the Good Life, yeah. a little bit earlier, but The Good Life, there was a... They were sort of the same class, but... There was a class element to it, was a wasn't class element Because Margot saw herself as above Tom and Babs, yeah. you know... And they both wanted to sh- shag each other as well. Uh, but they never did it. Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom and Margot wanted to have it off. Margot was more; yeah. she was desperate for Tom to give her some rough, rough sex. <laughs> but then, um, what was he called? It was Tom and Barbara J- Jerry, and Margot and Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry drunkenly admitted to um, Barbara once that he fancied her. Oh. And something almost happened there in one of the episodes. Fuck, you know, that would have been good. The 70s. I mean, it was just <clears throat> normal. If I saw on a TV show now, even if it was a comedy, like a couple sort of having open sexual chemistry with each other and flirting and even propositioning each other and then laughing it off, I'd write. To, yeah. I've never written to the BBC before, but I would fucking write to the BBC about I'd that. Fuck it. I'd go to fucking Ofcom, Sam. I'd go straight to Ofcom. Yeah, fuck the BBC. I'm going straight over yeah. their heads. You're not going to get nothing. If, if BBC's putting that sort of filth out, you're not going to get any kind of uh, satisfaction from there. Go straight to Ofcom. Yeah, I would. Like, what the fuck is this? What are you trying to encourage here? No wonder society's crumbling. Marriage is fucking <clears throat> sacred. I don't want to live in a world where you can't go, you can't have your mates around for a Friday night curry without, you know... You, someone making eyes at your missus or vice versa. No way. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, um, get, getting back to smoking on TV, I've been watching uh, some episodes of um, early Corrie, well, not early Corrie, 1990s Corrie, oh. that's on ITV3 yeah. of an afternoon. Uh, and the characters on there all smoke. Openly. Do they? Yeah. Great. That wasn't that long ago, was it? No, it wasn't. I mean, you know, they, you think? I can't remember who banned smoking um, in public places. Presumably nah, that was New totally Labour. Yeah. Of course it was. Of course it fucking was. Sick. It's fucking nanny state. <laughs> um, what, <coughs> what are we doing? Are we doing Roy the Rovers? Is that what this Roy one the is? Roy the Rovers, yeah. So anyway, his haircut's changed. But yeah. to catch up on what's going on on the pitch, um, they are in a relegation dogfight, aren't they? Very much so, but or, as I call it, cup. a relegation dog pile. Oh, 
I just like saying dogpile since you introduced me to the term. That's the kind of um, phrase that would be used in one of your Friday night sex parties that you just mentioned. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Friday night sex party. Lineker's coming round with his latest bit of skirt. Peter Balls. Peter Balls is going to fuck all the women. Peter Bowles has got a lovely but quite elderly wife, but he always ends up having sex with everyone else's wife, so... Yeah, sometimes accidentally. He's the only show in town. Friday, Friday night, Peter Bowles dog pile around with Sam's. <laughs> I'm like, does anyone want some peanuts? I'll put on that Hell's, I'll put on that Hell's Angels documentary in a minute. Shut, shut up, Sam. Shut up, Sam, you're fucking ruining it. You sick... <laughs> You sexless, <laughs> untriggerable dope. <laughs> Pass me a wet wipe, Sam. Oh, I'll fuck use you the now. curtains why, again. Why is it that Peter Bowles is about 40 years older than me and yet can still achieve more regu- regular and Ooh. substantial erections? That's <laughs> uh, probably down to the fact that he's probably just had them constantly. Uh, i tell you what it is, years. though. It's breeding. It's breeding, isn't it? It's breeding. He's probably put the hours in as well. Mm-hmm. Which you probably haven't no. quite so much over the last few years of no, I never, and stress with work and exactly, all that. Exactly, I don't train my penis. Yeah, whereas he probably, probably does top condition. regular morning <laughs> cock exercises. <laughs> that's, that's what they teach him at public uh, school, mate. Yeah, you know, if this was if this didn't have a title of the Melchester Odyssey, it could quite easily this episode could be called Peter Ball's Cock Exercises. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be all the better for it. Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, are we going to get onto Roy the Rose? <laughs> we try. They're in this relegation fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the beginning of this latest one, it says, uh, although Melchester Rovers were in danger of relegation, thousands of fans followed them to Kelburn. Let's not forget Kelburn is in London for the fifth round of the FA Cup. After Blackie Gray had given them the lead, Rovers decided to, in inverted commas, sit on their one goal advantage. And Roy's worst fears came true when Kelburn equalised with an incredibly lucky goal. And uh, there it is. They're all standing around scratching their heads. Noel Ooh. Baxter scratching his head. Yeah. Charlie Carter looks stunned. Fucking Noel Baxter uh, scratching his head. He's always making errors. And then he's, he's he fucks around. <laughs> he doesn't concentrate on the game. Something goes wrong. And then he turns around and goes, oh, fuck, what happened there? And it's like... No, what do you think went wrong there? You weren't concentrating because yeah. you were doing your shitty jokes. Thinking about your latest prank. Yeah. He's, he's like Gaza, but without the skill and ability. Gaza could get away with it. No, yeah. Baxter can't. So fucking sharpen up or ship out, Baxter. That would be my message. But like so, I said before, Roy, there's not enough pressure on his team. He, he, everyone feels like they're guaranteed a place in the side, no matter how yeah. they perform. And that's, that is his biggest flaw as a manager. Well, it doesn't give them any guidance. He wasn't going to give them any guidance in the last episode. He said, I'll wait till half time and then give them a rollicking. <laughs> you're on the yeah. fucking pitch with them. Yeah, that's how... any message you need to get to them, it's the got, fucking... you're in prime position to do it. It's the whole advantage of being a player manager. Yeah. So the Kelburn players are turning away celebrating and, and Roy's just tearing a strip off them. Don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> Playing on the retreat leaves us wide open to flukes like this. Yeah, fucking assholes. And then Charlie Carter fucking chips in. Yeah. He goes, he's, he's right, lads. He's right, lads. We've got-, We've got to come out now. Charlie Carter is still frozen to this fucking line. Is still with his arms out. Like, he doesn't realise the ball's gone in. It's like, uh, you can fucking shut up, you fucking statue. 
let's not forget, let's turn back a page and have a look at Charlie Carter's positioning for that goal. Yeah, he got lobbed. He was way off his line. No, he wasn't. He was oh. He was to the left of the... He was pr- practically standing next to his left-hand post. Oh, yeah. Even the rest of his goal wide yeah, open. Yeah, And it's the gone clown. in and now he's standing there like a fucking dope trying to kind of point the finger of blame on people. Yeah, that's right, boss. They did mock up, didn't they? We've got to change our <laughs> tactics, eh? Never mind that, Carter, you fucking idiot. I saw you. <laughs> Never mind, change our tactics. How about you fucking try diving and getting in the right position, doing the basics <laughs> right? Uh, but there, the bit of revolt, it says, uh, some of the Rovers weren't convinced, especially Vic Guthrie. There's Guthrie shaking his fist oh, yeah. in the air and letting his mouth go as usual. There's only a few minutes left and they'll never score two goals like that in one game. Let's hang on for the replay and finish them in Melchester. <laughs> Down in tools. Try and win the game here, then yeah. you haven't got to play in fucking Melchester. Yeah. You have a night off. That's the spirit, Gaffrey, you prick. Yeah. And then who's that? Is that... I've forgotten his name again. Him there with the black hair. Looks like a pop star. Yeah, David Essex. Uh, yeah, we'll call him David Essex. Yeah. He said, I, uh, I don't know, Vic. Oh, this is a fucking <laughs> shambles. <laughs> and next next frame, it says, Roy tried desperately to set an example. And his example was to get the ball and take the entire Kelburn team on like himself. The gr- like the greediest player at school. <laughs> just yeah. like every time he gets the ball, he just wants to score a wonder goal. Oh, yeah, I suppose exactly. I'll have to do it on my own again. Yeah, slaloming in and out of them all. Yeah, one of them slides in and goes oomph, <laughs> and the crowd shout, "What a run!" But he's still outnumbered. Uh, somehow Roy managed to get a shot in, which is plucked out of the air by the Kelvin keeper. Uh, crowd shout, "Ooh, close, Roy!" But mm. that's the way to do it. Let's hope the rest of them take the hint. Well, they're not because they haven't got the ability to do it, have they? There's no one else in that team can take mm. them on. Blackie Gray's got a few decent touches on him, but he can't fucking dribble through a team. No. No, well, um, the other players that I rate are Paco Diaz. Yeah. And I he's got a bit Vernon Elliott. Because he's foreign. Vernon Elliott mm. is, seems pretty good. But yeah. in, in, and the rest of them, to me, are just fucking workhorses, journeymen. Um, but then it says... And up and under. The Kelvin keeper has whacked it right down the park. Good lad. Fucking route one. Go on. Um, charge! Shouts someone in the crowd, which no one has ever shouted, ever, at a football team. <laughs> Urging them to charge. It's not war. Um, oh, Christ. <laughs> Leave the ball to Charlie Carter. Melchester shouts uh, Nat Gosden, the voice of reason. Um, someone in the crowd must have heard him shout this somehow because they say that's good advice from Grandad Gosden. The Kelvin players won't get near it. How have they heard him? He's in the middle of the pitch on the edge of the penalty area. How have they heard him? It's packed out as well. It seems it like is. a real yeah. hotbed cup atmosphere. Yeah, well, never mind. That's a, that's a, a minor technicality. Um, but Mervyn Wallace wanted to make sure. Is that Mervyn Wallace, number 10? Number 10, yeah. Who had, who's got a David Essex? That's Mervyn Wallace. Okay. No, 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 that. no, no. Mervyn Wallace is, is the one who looks like he might have been in status quo. Oh, that's right, yeah. They've both got long yeah. black hair. Jimmy that's the Slade. confusion. Is it Jimmy Slade? Jimmy Slade, yeah. Jimmy Slade's he's the, the one who star. looks like, yeah. He's got a... Right. You can tell he's the um, sexually attractive one because he's got a sexually attractive name. Jimmy Slade. Hi, girls. Jimmy <laughs> Slade's the name. Here's my card. <laughs> STI free for nine months. Get in touch. <laughs> you never know where it might lead. But I fucking do. Up to my penthouse apartment. 
I like to think of myself as the Peter Bowles of football. Yeah, I got a little apartment in London, zone two. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a couple of stops from zone one. <laughs> if you want, we could split a cab. <laughs> But Mervyn Wallace wanted to make sure. Mine, he shouts wrongly as it fucking spoons off his foot. Uh, the crazy idiot, shouts someone. He sliced it straight to the feet of a Kelvin player. And Nat Gosden's so horrified by this that his hair's flown off the side of his head. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> I've just turned to the next page. Oh, man. A Kelburn player who looks a lot like Noel Baxter again. It's uh, the, the artist recycling. The artist is uh, having one of his like hangover days. Oh, just... I've only got eight players I can draw. Okay, now the, the thing is, he gets away with it when it's just players who look more generic. But the Noel Baxter mm. template he uses is so it stands out like a sore thumb. Ginger perm. He's got a how gi- many ginger perm players? Can you think he's of got from fucking, the nineties? Yeah, ginger afro. Ian Wallace. What? Ginger That's Afro, it. one of my favourite Happy Monday songs, right? <laughs> He's got a fucking gin- ginger Afro that, no- yeah, exactly, no one fucking has. There is, like, a complete, like, that. there's a massive surplus of red-headed mm. people because it's not just him. There is also, if you look on the next frame down, there's a lad in the crowd who's got a sort of haircut. <laughs> I think it's him out of the Thompson <laughs> Twins. Jalapeño. If you like what you've been listening to on Top Flight Time Machine, why not consider heading over to patreon.com slash Machine, where you can subscribe. Uh, not only does your monthly subscription help support this podcast and keep it going, it also gives you access to a huge amount of extra exclusive content. Loads of extra episodes, yeah. You'll be getting an episode a day. And Pretty it costs much. less than a fiver, less than a pint. Whether a you month. like it or not, go to tftimemachine.com slash iron filings to find out more and get involved. There's t shirts and everything. I mean, for fuck's sake, what more do you want? Jalapeno. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. Look, I fucked up when I was ordering the felt tips. I've got double orange. I'm going to have to use them all. Yeah, and the, the yellow for blonde is running fucking thin because I'm having to do so many of Roy, right? So it, it's dried. So I've ordered another yellow, but it takes it can take up to a week to come, right? So in the meantime, I'm having to do a lot of ginger lads because it's, in fact... <laughs> the way things are going, I might have to make out that Penny has had her hair dyed orange. <laughs> I'll do, we'll have I'll to do make a special it a episode. 
I'll do a special episode that's all about Penny going <laughs> shopping and getting her hair done and that. <laughs> Spin-off like. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> Penny races that- days out. We'll do it as a new spin-off strip. <laughs> and it's just her up Debenhams or BHS or wherever it is she goes, Littlewoods. The nine-year-old lads will love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could um, do one Penny After Dark as well with her like oh. watching a mocky film and touching herself and that. No, that's Penny on the- her own, watching another man of born with Peter Balls in it. <laughs> Uh, or even only when I laugh because then it's triple, <laughs> triple threat Peter Balls James Borlam and Christopher Strolley <laughs> <laughs> and and Gupta <laughs> the nurse oh yeah was it a bit racist Gupta For, quite racist mm. quite racist yeah and Richard Wilson is the doctor oh yeah uh, early version Fuck of yeah, uh, now I think yeah. this is a this is dick cup deep dive potential I might have a <laughs> Yeah. Might have, yeah. The theme tunes are I'm H-A-P-P-Y. That's right, yeah. H-A- Why yeah. were they stuck in this hospital for such they a long period? About, they were there for about six years. I don't Why? Know. What were, did, it, we it know never, what their ailments were. I don't think it was ever mentioned what was wrong with them. They just occasionally would go off and have tests. Imagine <laughs> and the pitch. The would come right. Imagine the pitch. Hello. Is that ITV? <laughs> yeah. I've got a great idea. It's set in the hospital, right? We got. Three, I've already got Bowles and Bolam on board, right? So it's a stellar cast. We're going to have an Asian lad as the nurse, so there'll be lots of fucking jokes at his expense. And it'll run and run, because the thing that we will never say explicitly, but we will, you know, imply heavily, is that they've all, three of them, got a very serious slow burn form of cancer, right? <laughs> Snail cancer. It's, ca- it's one of these cancers that just fucking... It just goes real slow. They know cancer they're going to die, but it just goes on and on and on. It's cancer of the shin. Yeah. And uh, that's the beauty of it. That's what gives the show longevity. That's the beauty of it. It's bittersweet. Sorry, are you pitching us? Are you pitching a, just to clarify, you are pitching a sitcom in an oncology wing of a hospital. Yeah, that's right. Oncology. Is that the cancer one? Yeah. When are you proposing this? This goes out in which which time slot? Monday, seven pm, just before Curry. <laughs> Two bit. They've had a they've had a weekend. They're on a come down, right? And nice and light. Here's a sitcom. It's got the light and the shade, right? Because on the one hand, it's saying, "Don't worry, at least you're not an Asian nurse called Gupta," right? And on the other hand, it's saying, "Stop fucking moaning about it being Monday, right? At least you haven't got slow bone cancer of the shin." <laughs> but you know it was written by Eric Chappell who wrote Rising Dam so it's worth wow. having another look I reckon yeah definitely definitely with a cast like that it's definitely worth even it even if yeah. it's not diveable I might just get the box set for yeah. Christmas yeah it's probably an ITV3 all the time it's I'll nice to own a I'm box watching, set isn't it next time I'm watching 1993 Corey I'll have a look see yeah. when it's on uh, where do we get to that I don't know oh yeah ginger footballer so the ginger Kelvin player has lobbed Charlie Carter <clears throat> quite easily. Uh, Carter's jumped about three inches off the ground. Um, it's gone right over his head, back of the net. Uh, Kelvin two, Melchester one. As the final whistle sounded seconds later, Mervyn Wallace goes, Roy, I... Roy just char- is charging off. Forget it, Mervyn. Being sorry won't change the result. We're out of the FA Cup. <laughs> Fuck! The dynamic that exists between these people is fucking stupid. It's like, imagine <laughs> running over to your manager all apologetic. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's playing as well. He should be sorry too. How has he manipulated you all into this? You're all like fucking women in abusive fucking... He's, yeah. You know what he does? He, again. he gaslights his whole team. That's what he does. <laughs> See, what I do is blacky, right? One day this might be you. Once I fucked off to Mallorca with Penn, right? Or up to uh. run my little pub in the Lake District. I'll hand the keys to the <laughs> castle after you, if the price is right. Right? So watch and learn. Right, one of the things you've got to do with your team is fucking gaslight them, right? Convince them all that they've gone fucking bonkers and you're the only hope they've got. That way they'll never, they'll show you undying loyalty no matter how many times you betray them or hurt them. <laughs> just, just subtly make them think everything's their fault. <laughs> Works a treat. No one really knows about this yet. It'll become big in about, you know, 2017 or something. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm doing it now. I'm uh, a gaslighting pioneer. What's great is, right, I'm operating under the radar at the moment. I've come up <laughs> with this idea, and I reckon it's got about three decades in it before anyone finds out what I'm up to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're out of the cup. Uh, not even Melchester's magnificent fans, including that ginger one there, uh, could raise a sympathetic cheer. One says, I, I can't believe it. They just threw the game away. Another one says, Old Roy must feel like giving up. It's Roy's fucking fault. It's Roy's team. He's the star player. Never mind Roy must feel like giving up. Hey, he's the fucking manager. I tell, you, I tell you what, he's gaslit the fans as well. He's gaslit right, the fans? I'm really fucking pissed off about this. And I, yo, I feel I've half a mind to give up. No, Roy, don't give up, please. Please, you're the only hope we've got. You're the only shining star in amongst all of this mess. Well, Yeah, you're right, I am. Well, you're right, so you better fucking all put your ideas up or I really will <laughs> fuck off. That includes you, the fucking supporters, who I wasn't very happy weren't singing my fucking name enough. I heard a few cries of Melchester. <laughs> what about a few fucking there's only one Roy race? I did that half-ass run through all their defence and took a shot near the end. I mean, it's all I did in the match, but, you know, I did that for you. Barely had a fucking Don't peep say out of you. anything for you. You ungrateful dickheads. After all I've done for you. <laughs> ah, we know, Roy. We're so sorry. We'll sing louder at the next harder. match. We'll sing your name. We're dead loud. Yeah, make sure you do. Or I'll be up well, in that fucking... I'll be managing the dog and duck up in fucking Keswick <laughs> quicker than you can say fucking up yours. Well, there's an interview, post-match interview on TV in the next couple of frames, and we'll see if he does any gaslighting in that, shall we? Yeah. Uh, the last thing Roy wanted to face was an after-match interview, but he had made a promise. So it wasn't like a contractual obligation then, like it is now, where you've got to go out and face the media. Ah, I promise the uh, cunts. Hang on, I, put on, <laughs> I just put on my wide-neck collar shirt and give me air yeah. a brush. Can't, can't fucking break a promise. <laughs> <laughs> what would I be then? Some kind of monster. You never know who's fucking watching either. I'm hoping to get on Parky soon. Could, <laughs> Can't imagine that. Could be, a, could be a money spinner. <laughs> I'm down in London anyway. It's Saturday night. Might yeah. get me on. Uh, exactly. I'm hoping. I've, I've, I've written him. I've said, if you can get us on with Mamad Ali and or yeah. Billy Connolly, I reckon that would be a right fucking good trio. And I've always Who've wanted got... to meet the cunts. Who have you got tonight? Harry Seacombe. Fucking bin him off. Yeah, fuck that. I'm better value than him. Who? Seacombe? Count me out. I'm not sitting next to that fucking Welsh cunt. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not coming all the way down there on a fucking train to sit next to him doing his fucking fart jokes. Right? <laughs> 
Now, get 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 whoever it is who arranges these things on a blower to Muhammad Ali's people out in the States. I don't doubt that he's always wanted to fucking meet me. Tell him that I'm up for it and he's got a chance. Give me a shout next time you've got Joe Collins and or Peter Bowles. I'll come on then. <laughs> but, Parky, one last thing. When I do come on, I've watched the way you operate, right? And don't be trying any of that shit with me. Keep your fucking trap <laughs> shot and let me do the talking. <laughs> Welcome me on. Leave the rest world racy. <laughs> I'll deliver a lecture to the nation. Yeah. So he's made a promise. He's doing this interview. And the interviewer says, the interview's called Brian, it seems. Well, Roy, problems on the uh, domestic front. Knocked out of all the cup competitions. And you're still in danger of relegation. Could this be Melchester's blackest season? You wouldn't say that anymore. Yeah, fuck uh, off. I'm surprised Roy hasn't just fucking landed one on him here. Yeah, everything's going shit, Roy. Care to comment? Bang! There you go. There's your comment. As your fucking comment. Fuck off. Stick that in your paper. But, Roy, we're a television crew. <laughs> fuck off. Whatever. Fuck off, you clever tit. Is that what they taught you at your university? <laughs> ah, that's what university does, is it? Get your fucking... Turn you into a clever cunt that gets fucking sparked out on telly. <laughs> Um, but Roy handles it well. He says, well, that depends on our last few games, Brian. Red Stoke and Castleton are already relegated, so it's between us and North Vale. <laughs> In North Vale. <laughs> They're a point clear of us with two games left, and we've got three. It's just diverting. He's just explaining the statistics yeah. and the numbers. Yeah, it's good. He's, he's, it's a politician, issue. Yeah, politician yeah. trick, that. You won't see the shambles next Saturday, Saturday that you saw today. I can guarantee it. Uh, oh, there's the gaslighting. Can't guarantee wow. anything in football, right? It's a stupid thing to Fuck. say. Yeah, it, it all moves on incredibly quickly in the next well, final four frames of the episode. Yeah, uh, It says, Roy was right. A week later, a late goal by Roy gave Rovers a narrow 2-1 victory at Dean's Park. But Castleton, even though doomed to the second division, went down fighting in Rovers' second last game. It's there. Castleton have equalised in the last minute. So we've just had two matches in two frames there. I know. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we've us... gone fucking eight weeks with only one match. <laughs> yeah. So that's the way to do it. I think they've been having um, their board. I'm fucking bored of this. Just get to yeah. the end of the season, we start something new. <laughs> it's like us when we and were doing that... Roy Keane's first book. Oh, the editor's gone, hey, skew, what the fuck's going on with fucking Melchester? It's uh, April. Season finishes in a couple of weeks. You going to wind this up or what? <laughs> oh well, I was gonna, I was gonna do the penny race story. <laughs> Fuck that! Leave that for the fucking summer. We'll get her on yeah. her holidays in a few fucking bikini shots. That'll keep her happy over the summer. Summer special. Anyone, everyone will buy the summer special. They won't even look inside it. So yeah, they've had it. They've got a draw. Uh, Castleton it says at the end of the game, Roy glanced up at Rover's giant electronic scoreboard. It is fucking giant as well, isn't it? This size of the cunt. Okay. To the crowd I, had that, I had that built specially, right? Got that sent over from Japan. Got it sent from Japan. 64 pieces. Make all the best fucking pieces. And I fucking had them up. Each piece shipped over separately. Six separate fucking ships coming over from fucking Tokyo, right? <laughs> it's the best fucking scoreboard you can get in European football. I could have bought two top midfielders with the money I forked out on it, but, you know, got to look good, haven't you? Yeah. Because the best thing is, is at the end of the season and at the beginning of the season, I always get it to spell out my fucking name in giant <laughs> six-foot letters. And when I see that, 
it fucking it makes me think every fucking penny was well spent. <laughs> so Roy uh, looks up at the scoreboard and he goes, "Good grief! North Vale beat Carford in their last game, and they have they beat Carford three two. Um, that puts them two points clear of us. Of course, still two points for a win back then. Um, <clears throat> this doesn't uh, well. I don't know if this makes sense or not. And in the dressing room, all the, the players are like sitting." They're sitting. Well, they might be cross-legged. They're sitting like a, a school classroom mm. around the TV. Around the t- a pretty, pretty shit TV. It's substantially worse than the TV Roy has in his home. It's a proper yeah. one with the teak like casing. R- it's from Rumbelows. Brought this in when he, Granada. When he gave them a, He gave them this one. This is my old his, one. His I've just up, one. You can have I've, it. I've just upgraded, right? And uh, I was renting it from Granada. But I know the manager up there. He's a fucking. He's a season ticket holder, isn't he? Turn the blind eye. So I, I did something for his fucking kiddie's birthday. Signed a fucking football. He said I could oh, keep sorry. it. So you lot, you cunts can have this in the fucking dressing room because frankly it's shit, right? And uh, I've got, I've got this fucking new space age one. Looks like fucking something out of Stanley Kubrick, right? In the house. That's perfect for watching the blueies on when Penny and no, the kids you- are out. And now you can't come round and have a look. Fucking cheeky cunt. Blackie can, but that's it. He'll tell you what it's like. Well, it's boss. Last time I was on the gaffers, he had this dead good blue movie that he got over from fucking Germany. Like, Pyra. But the quality on his new TV was absolutely sensational. I've never seen so much fucking body hair in all my life. <laughs> but the thing was... The gaffer's got the gaffer's got a great rig, but when the film gets going, like he makes me watch it from outside the living room. He says I can stand outside and watch it through the crack in the door, but he doesn't like me sitting next to him because he said it makes him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sta- I'm standing there rubbing myself up against the door frame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know the gaffer's dead kind, and I said to him. I says, I don't care, Gaffer, because stood out in your hallway at your house is still better than me being in my main rig in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all crushed around the telly. Uh, Blackie says, well, I, we'll just be doing our sums. <laughs> we'll just oh, be doing our sums and now it's TV hell. time. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, you, have you? <laughs> You'll just be doing your sums. What is it now? Fucking little bottle of milk and a biscuit. <laughs> and uh, but Roy says, "So I, Blackie, in order to avoid relegation or goal difference, we've got to beat Stanbridge City in our last game. Dot 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 by five clear goals." <laughs> <laughs> Get now, in there. To be honest, no, I don't really see it as a problem. <laughs> It'll be fine. I've just told the chairman. Don't fucking lose any sleep over that. <laughs> We can knock out 5 nil any time we want. We just haven't done it for a while. <laughs> haven't been asked. Um, so that so that's it leaves us on a cliffhanger. And knowing yeah. knowing the way that Roy the Rovers is written, the fact that they teed that up by saying they need to win the last game by five goals to stay up, you kind of feel as if you know how this is going to play out, don't you? Well, we'll see in the next episode, we'll won't we? We'll see, yeah. We will so see. At the end of this one, it says, next week, the most crucial match in Melchester's history... And would you want to give that marks out of 10? Yeah, I do. I'm going to give that a... Mm, 
I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because it's got yeah, so much I'm content. Give it a nine. Yeah, because yeah, it's got I'll, all those games I'll, in it. Yeah, that's exactly it for me as well. It mm. knocks it up from an 8 to a 9 because of that mm. flurry of action towards the end. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll now uh, regroup and come back next week and find out if Roy can manage to help Melchester avoid relegation or not. Ta da! Just rest. Mm.